Praise the Lord. Uh, we have about two weeks, maybe two weeks, yeah, two weeks left of, of 2023. And we are to finish strong in the remaining days for us to start strong in the new year to come. Amen. And because if we start something, we must make sure to finish it. Finishing is as important as starting. What good is it if we start something good, but never finish it? The William Culbertson, the formal president of the Moody Bible Institute, said this, It is important to start right, but it is imperative to end well. Perhaps it's easy to start something but hard to finish in our lives. It's hard to finish well. And unfortunately, many of us, we struggle with finishing well. I mean, at the beginning of this year, 2023, we said we would exercise the living faith. And now here we are. How are we doing? Perhaps we set some of the major goals in life. Maybe in terms of your career, in terms of your relationship, in terms of your personal life, even family life. At the beginning of the year, yet how many of us are continuing to work toward these goals, even now at the end of the year? Perhaps we say we only have a two, maybe more than two weeks left. What, what can we do? Just We just... Just relax, and we can start new next year. Perhaps you want to just give up. Maybe you already did along the way. Or we become lazy. It's a holiday season. Let's just relax and have a good time. Or we got distracted. Perhaps we wasted, therefore we wasted much time given to us on merely insignificant things. Maybe especially in the holiday season, we may be so busy doing something, being distracted, yet we forgot to do what is so important and significant to us. That's the reality, my brothers and sisters. I understand that. However, Bible tells us that we are to stop living unwisely in such ways and start living wisely by making the most of every opportunity given to us. We read today, verse 15, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Here Paul teaches us we are, we are to live our lives wisely. And wise living means that we are to make the most of every opportunity. Now, what does it mean to make the most of every opportunity? It literally means redeem the time. We're all given equal amount of time each day, and how we use it determines its value. And when we redeem the time for Christ by living every moment faithfully for Jesus Christ, we place utmost value upon it. And that's how we can redeem the time, meaning making the most of every opportunity given to us. In other words, we are to live every moment of our lives with the intention of worship. 
Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or sleep, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. We are to live every single day with a faithfulness to serve Christ and his purpose. Every single moment is given to us. Make it good. Live faithfully. Make sure you do not waste your moment. This moment doesn't come back again once it passes. You got to live not just for yourself, not just for the worldly things, not just for the mere things, oh, I want to have a good food. No, live for Christ. Redeem the time. That's what it means. Make the most of it. Make the most of every opportunity, every single moment, because you are God's people. Now, you might say, why? Why can't we just live for our pleasure? Why can't we just live such a way that we can sometimes just relax and do whatever, nothing, and I can just be myself, be, be, be lazy if I want to be. And Why do we have to faithfully live for God for every single moment? Because two reasons the Bible tells, this passage teaches us. Because, first of all, God has redeemed us through Jesus Christ. If you look at previous verses of this passage, uh, you will see verse 8. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, he says, For we are once darkness. We were once darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. Therefore, live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. First, why we need to live such a way? Because we are redeemed through Jesus Christ. We no longer are of this world. We are still in this world, but we are no longer in the darkness. Meaning we are no longer live a way that this world teaches us to live. How does the world teaches us to live? Seek your pleasure. Live for yourself. Do whatever you pleases. But the Bible says no longer you are in that anymore. You are redeemed through Christ. You are the God's people. Therefore, you are light in the Lord. So live as children of light, meaning no longer the fruitless deeds of darkness, meaning fruitless deeds of just the mere things in this world. You got to live with the clear intention and purpose. You live a meaningful life, not just whatever happens, whatever I feel like. No more, he says. No more. Why? Because you are redeemed through Jesus Christ. You're no longer in the darkness. You are in the light. And he says, fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. You know the truth now. You know what's going to happen. You know what's happening now. You know in Christ how this world is operating. Then live right. Live righteously. Live wisely. Why? Because God has redeemed us through Jesus Christ. Amen? He gives us the reasons why. Because you're different. Because you're no longer of this world. I put you out of this world. Ecclesia. Out of something. Out of this world, God has assembled us. That's the church. That's who we are. So live wisely. That's what he's saying. Don't waste your time. 
Don't waste your time on the things merely about physical pleasure, physical world, career. No, don't waste your time on that. Waste your, make sure you understand. Live every single moment faithfully for the Lord. Second reasons why we need to do, because he says, I'm a, so I'm, before we go into that, God has redeemed our life. No longer, our life is no longer ours. Our life is now Redeemer's. Who is our Redeemer? Jesus Christ. That's why we do live this way. He's not only our Savior, Redeemer, but He's our Lord. He's our life. Our life is His. No wonder we must give our time to the Lord. As Christ has redeemed us, now we are to redeem our remaining time to worship and to honor God. Amen? So second point now. The first reason, why? Because we're redeemed in Christ. We need to live such a way. Secondly, he says, because the days are evil, we need to make sure live wisely, making the most of every opportunity, every single day be faithful, living for Christ. Why? Because days are evil. We are living in the last days of the last days, my brothers and sisters. There is an urgency of time. I hope you understand this. Because we know that Jesus is coming back soon. And when he comes back, he no longer comes back as a little baby as we're going to be celebrating the Christmas. He is going to come as the judge, the final. He has come as a king. He will come as, oh yes, the ultimate God, judge. And he is going to judge the world. And he's coming back soon. Why? We see the signs of the age more and more in our days. All the things happening around the world, in, not only in the Middle East, even in America, in all around the world, we see these are the signs of this age more and more. And one of the signs is the condition of our days. How are we doing as a society, as a nation? Still, we are unstable, isn't it? Wickedness is increasing. The love of the most is diminishing. Our culture, our society are displaying more wickedness as they are being corrupted from the inside out. That's what we are facing, my brothers and sisters. Understand the time. Understand the Lord's will, therefore. So here, Paul is urging God's people, including all of us, to live wisely. Why? Because we are redeemed. And also... The days are evil. You got you to gotta live wisely by being faithfully living for Christ, making the most of every moment of your life and my life. Because we are supposed to do that. We are redeemed. Second, the days are evil. Amen. Now, if Paul is urging us to live wisely here, this means that he is warning God's people against the unwise living. That means even as redeemed people, even as Christians, we can live unwisely. The opposite of wise living. Opposite of making the most of every opportunity, every, every moment of our lives. Meaning, unwisely we can live wasting our given time instead of making the most of it. Right? How many of us we waste our time? How much time are we wasting? Wasting on... Not important things, insignificant things. Wasting on something kind of important, but not the utmost importance. How are we living today? How faithfully are we living every day? 
how many times we have finished well, whatever the unfinished projects you have in your life. Yes, even God's people. Oh, yes, we can waste our time and not finish well. Do you remember the wisest man in the Bible besides Jesus Christ? Do you remember that name? Solomon, right? Everyone knows Solomon. King Solomon was the son of David, King David. And he was known or considered as the wisest man alive in the history of mankind. You know why? Because God gave him the wisdom. And one of the things that, that he asked was, Lord, I really want to receive your wisdom more than money, more than my enemy gone. I want wisdom. And God was so pleased and God granted the wisdom, surpassing all the people. And he was the wisest person, genius. But did you know that he was the man who had an awesome start receiving the wisdom of God, but have also had also lousy finish? In the beginning, he asked for God, asked God for wisdom above all things, and it pleases pleased God. In the beginning, God he made the most of his time given to. Bless Israel, his own nation, making the nation stabilized economically, also militarily in every way. He made his nation secure as a king. And under his rule, by the way, the justice was served. There is a many, a couple of things that he did to make sure that justice, justice is being served in the nation of Israel, according to God's law. And you know what? He even built the temple of God. In fact, Jesus was walking in the temple of Solomon. Right? He was surely living wisely, making the most of his most of time given to him. What happened, however, in the at the end of his life is a sad story. He broke the covenant with God, disobeying God's commandments, worshiping idols, persuaded by his Gentile woman, worshiping idols. If you look at 1 Kings 11, verse 7 says, On the hill east of Jerusalem, Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the detestable god of Moab, and Moloch, the detestable god of the Amorites. The Moloch especially is the idol that receives the child sacrifice. And he did same thing, same for all his foreign wives who burned incense and offered sacrifice to their gods. Imagine, the person who built the temple of God, now he's building the temple of idol worship. That's how he ended his life. What an unwise, wicked living for the supposedly wisest person in the planet. You say, can God's people live unwisely? Sure we can. Can we fall into sin? Sure we can. And Paul says, as God's people, don't live like that. Live wisely. 
And how do we live wisely? Make the most of every opportunity to worship the Lord, our God. Faithfully, whatever is given to you, your days, your time, faithfully live your life for the Lord. Now, how can we make the most of every opportunity? That's something that we need to ask. How can we make sure every single day today, as I'm living this day, this moment, that I am maximizing on my time to do well, faithfully serving the Lord as God's man and woman of First thing that we need to think about is priority. Priority. Especially priority of the spirituality. I believe we must reprioritize, prioritize our life. What is the most important things in your life? What is the most important things to you in your life? Your family? Your church, your career, your money, your job, your nation. What is the most important thing? Depending upon what you value the most, you will prioritize. What is the most important thing in our life, my brothers and sisters? Ourselves? Okay, our spouse, our children, our church? No, that's not the most important person in this life. Your spouse is not the most important person in your life. Your children are not the most important thing, persons in your life. The most important person in your life is Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. We have to understand that very clearly. Jesus cannot be next, the right neck, right, right, after your wife, your kids, or your friends, and your career. No, he has to be number one in your life. And when we do forget that, oh, yes, we will waste our lives. Oh, so many people, they waste their lives on families, on children. Oh, I dare to say, how could you say that if you, if you invest your time and if you, if you invest your money for my children, my, my husband, my wife, well, is it a bad thing? Of course it's not a bad thing, but if you only invest your time, if you prioritize them more than Jesus Christ, yes, you're wasting your time. Because, you know, all other things, taking care of the family, raising your children, being a good citizens of the United States, being a good person, all that, whatever, following the career of your life, whatever that you're doing, all that compared to Christ is all rubbish, garbage. That's what Paul said. I consider all my credential. I consider all the things that I have, every single thing compared to Christ, all garbage. Because Christ makes everything Good. Everything else comes under Christ as an act of worship to Him. You need to understand, you need to place your priority clearly. 
Yes, we need to take care of our spouse. We need to take care of our children. We need to take care of our nation. We need to take care of our neighbors. We need to take care of our careers. We need to work hard and make money. All that is very important, but they cannot be number one priority in your life. All these things are under the priority of Christ. All these things are just the mere acts of worship to Christ. Meaning, because Christ, because of him, we worship him and serve Jesus by loving our family, by taking care of our spouse, by taking, raising our children in the right way, by seeking the right careers. All that is becomes mere worship to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Priority. What is the most important thing in your life? Please don't say your family. Please don't say your career. Please don't say your, yourself. What's the most important thing in your life? What's the most important priority in your life? Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord. Amen? And when we put him first, everything else comes in the right places. Our children will be in the right place. Our spouse will be in the right place. Our family, our church will be in the right place. Our, everything will be in the right order. It's time for us to recalibrate our priorities. I'll give you an example. Christmas season. What is the most important thing about Christmas? Christmas is not about giving gifts. Christmas is not about, oh, come to all my children, come to my house, and we can have a good time with the family. That is not your priority of the Christmas. Oh, please come to church, and then we're going to have a candlelight service. That is not. Christmas is not just for the program. Christmas is just for the gathering of the people and have, sharing the love. No. What Christmas is all about is what? Christ, Jesus, his incarnation, worshiping Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. It's not about buying gift in a cheap sales price, though it is good. But, but you know what I'm talking about? That's not the point. point of Christmas is that we come to worship God as a family, worship Jesus and giving thanks to God that Christ has born. And through him, we can have life in him. Through him, we can actually enjoy our time together, Yes. Again, reprioritizing what's the most important thing in your life. Verse 17 says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't it interesting? Don't be foolish. Don't be, un don't be, don't be unwise. Don't be foolish. Understand clearly what God wants you to do. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. We're not just talking about alcohol here. Don't get drunk on worldly things, worldly ideologies, worldly philosophies, worldly things. Don't be just distracted and so drunk by all the things happening in your world, which leads to debauchery, which leads to sin, which leads to what? Wasting of our time. What do we do? Instead, what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Connect yourself to God first. Be filled with him. Prioritize your life. When we prioritize our life to Christ, I'm telling you, whatever you do, 
Oh, no more, no more of waste, but it becomes worship. Then we can make the every, most of every opportunity. Then whatever we do, it becomes a worship to God. Even taking care of our grandchildren become worship to God. Buying gifts becomes an act of love, not just mere feeling good, shallow love, but the spiritual love. Your smile can be an impactful. Even the, I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, when you reprioritize our lives, when we put God first, all these things can happen to us, and that's how we should live. And every single moment can be meaningful, not wasteful. Even your rest. Even spending time with your family watching like Lord of the Rings. I'm saying, that's my family. Whatever we do becomes what? Not just relaxing. Becomes a worship to God. Amen. Priority of the spirituality, my brothers and sisters. That's how we can make the most of every opportunity. Second, in order for us to make the most of, of every opportunity, we need to plan and practice a godly lifestyle. Do not merely listen to the word, word of God, but do what he says. James said that. Meaning plan and execute. Do something about it. Prior, as you prioritize your life, do something about it. Set apart at some time to worship God in your life. Pray. If you're not praying, I'm telling you, you will lose. You will waste your time. Let's start with three things. Worship, fellowship, and partnership. Let's practice our godly lifestyle in worship. How do we worship? Prioritize Sunday worship as one of the most important things in your life, my brothers and sisters. How many times do I have to tell you? That's not what I'm trying to tell you, what the Bible is trying to tell you. What it kind of shows us, demonstrates to God that we mean business of worship. You know, we come to worship on Sunday, once a week, to, as we start a new week, we come and we give this time to the Lord as a dedication of the whole week. We give our lives before the Lord and say, Lord, as God's people, we come together. We are prioritizing our my life right now. And this week, Monday through Saturday, all this week to come, guess what? I'm here on Sunday, the first day, to put you first in my life. Prioritizing you first in my life. That's worship on Sunday. How could you miss it then? Uh, I can do it next time, next week. You, you literally bring your whole week to God and say, Lord, I put you first. You know, Monday through Saturday, I'm going to be very busy. I'm going to be working. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to have so much things to do, especially the holidays weeks. And, we, you know, the holidays, I'm going to be very busy with. So many things like this being could be distracting to you, to me. But you know what, Lord? On Sunday, I bring this time to you. Help me to focus on you. I give whole week as an worship to you. Whatever I do here, I offer you as a worship. That's what Sunday worship is about. Did you know? That's why if I miss the Lord on Sunday, if I miss the worship service, I ruin the whole week. 
at least for me. So think again. Reprioritize your time. What's most important things to you? Oh, merely I need to have a party with my friends? That's more important thing you do to than dedicating your week to the Lord? We need to think like that. Why can I, why can we think like that? Oh, can we just have worship on Saturday? That's convenient Christianity we're talking. Oh, can we put God into our own schedule? Put your schedule to God's schedule. That's what the Bible is teaching us. Therefore, he says, come and worship me. That's God's people. Same thing. Why do we offer money, monetary offering to the Lord? He, God said, do not come into my tent, to my temple, empty-handed. Bring something to the Lord. You know what? He's not talking about the amount. He's not talking about, oh, you need to give every person, like 10, 90 percent of your life, your money. No, he's saying, show me that you mean business of serving me. It's an expression, demonstration of our faith. We need to practice such godly lifestyle. Amen? That's why we do. That's why we tithe. That's why we offer to the Lord. Because we believe in the Lord. Because we love the Lord. Start with worship, my brothers and sisters. Have a worshipful heart. And as on Sunday worship, we come, what do we do? We're reminding ourselves. You know what? This, throughout this week, I want to make sure I live my life Monday through Saturday with a worshipful heart. Whatever I do, Lord, is for you. That's what Sunday service is about. You know, we're going to be having what New Year Day service. Some people say, oh, why can't we just count down with our family and friends and gather and worship? You can if you really choose to. That's, I'm not going to stop you. But as a church, Petra, what we are going to do is we're going we're gonna to offer very first hour of the 2024 to the Lord as an expression of our faith. By the way, no one is forcing you to be here. But that's the tradition of our church. We want to give the very first hour, 2024, to worship by worshiping the Lord. In a way, we are asking the Lord, Lord, bless this year to come. We are seeking for your word and your blessings. That is a problem. That's the expression of the worship. So join us. And if you are not physically here, Join us through YouTube, whatever you can. We will worship the Lord our God in the very first hour of the very first uh, in, in the new year of 2024. Amen? Second is fellowship. How do we plan to execute a godly lifestyle in fellowship? My brothers and sisters, what we have in this church is your family. You got to start with prayer. I know that we are having a Christmas party. And I'm, I'm excited to, this coming Saturday, Friday, and we have a great time, great food. I hope that you can join us. But I tell you, my brothers and sisters, having good time is not the, the, not the utmost purpose of our gathering. We are to bless, with, bless one another, not just with the gifts, but with our love for Christ. Therefore, you know, secret Barnabas thing that we do, one of the challenge that I've been giving on Friday nights, if you are here with us, was this. This month, as we try to plan and practice a godly lifestyle, 
as an expression of making the most of our time in the fellowship, let us do this. Spend most of your time praying for that person, Seeker Barnabas, that you have chosen. You don't have to spend too much time praying for yourself, your kids, your children, your, your, your family, your, your, your work, your career. No. Spend your time. Make sure to pray for that person, this, the person that you have chosen, like Seeker Barnabas thing that you did. Pray for that person this month until the party and see what happens. Oh, we need, what about us praying for our kid, my son? My son is very important. I understand that. But you know what the Bible says? If you seek God first in his kingdom and his righteousness, if you focus on him, everything else will be added unto you. Do you really think God will answer your prayers for your sons and daughters and for your career if you, in, order, in order for you to, for God to answer your prayer for those things? You need to make some kind of really well-written descriptions, a prayer to the Lord. Don't you, do you think God needs that from you? What does he God need us when we pray? He needs perfect prayer, perfectly written prayer, perfectly well thought of, point A, B, C, under that point, one, two, three. Make sure you give right things to say and things to ask to the Lord. Like you have to make some kind of presentation to the Lord. That's a prayer to you? No. Before even we say a word, he knows what you need the most. He knows what is best for you. However, he says, pray to me. What does he want? Does he want the content of prayer or character of the attitude? We need to think about that. God does not want just the content of prayer. God wants your heart. God wants your character. God wants you. That's the point of prayer. That's why people say, oh, how do we pray? Don't worry too much about it. Just express your heart to God. Say things that you want to say to the Lord. Ask God. My kids always ask me because I pray for them every night. But I make sure also, make sure they pray for themselves. They pray. They don't know what to pray, they say. No, whatever. Give thanks to God for everything that you think of, we can think of. And that's a prayer. My brothers and sisters, God doesn't care too much about the, what you are about to say. But he wants your attitude, your presence, you being with us. That's what God cares. Amen? We need to think that way. So, with that in mind, you pray for the person, one person that you have chosen for the Christmas party. Spend time praying this week. You have about five days left. Don't too much pray for yourself. Don't you don't have to spend too much praying for your children, your, your husband. No more. It's okay. Just pray for that person and see what happens in your life. And that's some of the challenge that I will give to you. That's how we practice a godly lifestyle, faith lifestyle, because we want to make the most of every opportunity of our life. Amen? Thirdly, if we want to make the most of every opportunity, we need to see God's power. Power prayer. In order for us to not to waste our time, but to make the most of our time, we must depend on God. And how can we be filled with the Lord? How can we depend on the Lord? Through prayer. How can we receive power from Him? Verse 19, he says what? 
speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. He says, be filled with the Holy Spirit instead, right? And this is how, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs of the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Wow. Always give thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, do you really think it's some kind of weird, mystic, supernatural experience? Oh, I need to feel something in order for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. No. Here. I mean, look at the passage. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. How? Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music to the Lord. From, the, from your heart. Give thanks to God. Ha! Huh. That's the signs of people who are being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know why we come to church now? We want to be filled with the Spirit. Why we sing to the Lord? We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know why we sing hymns, psalms to one another? Why we come together, study the Bible? You know now why we have to come and worship the Lord? So that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and receive his power. So that we can live our life as we go back to our daily lives. Power of prayer. You don't want to waste your, your time anymore? You want to make sure you live day by day, moment by moment, making, them most, making the most, making the most of, of, of those times? Pray. Seek God. Sing to the Lord from the heart. Give thanks to the Lord. Seek God's power. Seek Him, His person. You pray, my brothers and sisters. You cry out to God, my brothers and sisters. Then you will know what the Lord's will is. And when you know the will of God and when you receive the power of Christ, guess what? You can make the most of your time, most of your time for God's glory. You will know what to say, what to do. You will know how to govern your life, navigate your life in this world. Not wasting, but worshiping. Amen? Now, you might say, Pastor, I understand. I want to make the most of my time. That's what we're called to do as redeemed people. And we want to do this as we're living the days are evil. And we are going to make the most of every opportunity to serve the Lord and serve God. And every single thing that I do, I want to be a worship to the Lord. We get it. But we only have a, for 2023, we only have about two weeks, two and a half weeks. It's too late for this year. Maybe starting next year we should do. Maybe perhaps you might feel that way. No, it's not too late. Start now. Now. Don't wait for next year. Don't wait for after Christmas, after holidays. Ah, let me just do my stuff on holidays and let me start again with after the holidays. No. Now. Tomorrow. Tonight. Today. Right now. 
Meaning, as we are here in this service, oh, service is almost over. We're about to conclude your message, and we're going to be singing a song, and we'll be done. No, give that time. Whatever is given time right now for the service, give your heart to the Lord. Do it with everything that you've got. Sing to the Lord from the, from the heart for the ending song that we're going to be singing. Don't think about how you're going to be sound great or not. Think about Christ. That's how we start. Fellowship, don't wait. Oh, I'm going to just pray, pray for the fellowship oh, for, 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 uh, uh, for my you know, secret Barnabas and later on when I go home. No. Fellowship room as we have <clears throat> fellowship and food together. That's when you can start. Amen. Start now, not too late. <clears throat> and it is my prayer that you will start right now. And think about this. If we can start training ourselves to make the most of every moment of our life, starting right now to next two and a half weeks for the remaining 2023. Imagine when we start 2024, how it's going to be an even greater blessing. If you do it now, you can even prepare for the future. Do not underestimate what you have now. You're given time. We got to learn to be faithful now. And when we do, oh yes, 2024 will be even more powerful. Even more greater for the Lord. Amen? So don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for next week. Don't wait for next year. Do it now. Maybe it should be our commitment to today. Lord, forgive me for the, all the wasted years, wasted time in this year, 2023. Right, starting today on this Sunday service, I want to dedicate my time to you. I want to redeem my time. I'm going to do my best to seek you as we reprioritize my lives, my life, and I'm going to give my whatever given time of the remaining 2023 as a worship to you. And every single day you wake up in the morning, you give it to the Lord. Even during the time of Christmas parties, make sure you focus on Christ and see what happens. Amen. It is my prayer and challenge to you. It's not too late. Let's finish strong 2023 so that we can start new 2024 with a Upgraded faith with mature faith. Amen? Let's pray.